I love how many people are coming to me right now for coaching. Like I love that my dream clients are coming to me right now for coaching. I love that I have to put people on a wait list for my coaching because so many people see and value and love what I do and the impact I have on the world. And I would literally riff that over and over and over again. So you want to make an impact. You're thinking about starting a business, sharing your voice. How do women do it that handle motherhood, family, and still chase after those dreams? We'll listen each week as we dive into the stories of women who know. This is Call Me CEO. Welcome back, everyone, to Call Me CEO. This is Camille Walker, your host. And as you know, here we celebrate stories of women, especially mothers that are building businesses, overcoming trials, doing incredible things, and inspiring us along the way. And today's guest is so inspiring to me. And already from our pre-interview, I cannot wait for us to dive into today's episode. It is Victoria McKinley, the CEO and founder owner of 11th House, which the way that this business is described is really interesting. It's a modern alchemy lifestyle product. And it's really interesting too, because I think you've probably seen videos about it. And I'm just going to leave that as a little tease. If you're any fan of TikTok, I know you know what this product is. So I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to let Victoria tell us all of the good and everything about her and how this business blossomed out of something really hard. And we're going to get into really deep layers of real life, of motherhood and divorce. And so thank you for being here today. And especially Victoria, thank you for being on the show. And thank you so much for having me. I actually, before we get into my story, I want to say thank you for not only having me, but for having this platform because as a fan of the show as well, when we first got connected um, in a Facebook group all those months ago, I started to listen. And I thought to myself, like, where was this for me? Like, why didn't I know about this? And it is such a gift to women who can listen to this. And these are the founders' stories. These are the people who are changing the world and you're giving them a voice and a platform to do so. And people pay thousands of dollars in conferences all the time to hear these stories yet we can come here and that is insane so thank you for having this thank you that means so much to me oh my gosh I can't even express there are just like any business that anyone does anywhere with creating content online there are times where you think is is this making a difference does anyone care and even hearing that from you is like fuel for months and months so I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you for listening and for that vote of confidence and for sharing that. It just really means the world. So thank you. Please tell our audience who you are first. Where where do you live, your kids? And yes, tell us a little bit about how your business, I, I teased what it was. I don't normally do that. So I'm just, we're diving into this about what is this? I kind of left them on a cliffhanger. Tell us about yourself and this beautiful business that grew from your life. Yeah. So right now I say right now, because I feel like every year I've been moving. Um, but I think this is, this is pretty where we have roots now, but, um, I recently just bought a homestead about 35 minutes North of new Orleans. So we live on the river on five acres and we have lands and we have deer in the backyard. And like I said, we have a little nature walk to the river. 
um, in a hundred year old Victorian. It is my dream home. Wow. So we just Victoria in a Victorian house. That is too cool. Yes. (laughs) Iconic. I know. (laughs) But, um, so that's very new for us. Um, and I say us, I am newly married. I got married in October of last year. And then we bought this house in um, November, the day before we left for our honeymoon. We bought this house so we could host Christmas in it. And um, yeah, we have a almost 16-year-old son, Trace. And we can get more into Trace later. But Trace is um, the most incredible human that I know. And he is the fuel, um, not only in a way of like, oh, this is my child, but in a way of his brain and the way he thinks and, and his tenacity is what fuels who I am for sure. And you have been teasing about my business. So um, we are 11th house. I have 11th house and it is best known for our pheromone base layer products. Okay. So tell us what that is. If people are listening to that and saying, what's a base layer, base layer pheromone product, What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So right now in our catalog, we have three base layer pheromones. Two of them are more geared for attraction and confidence. I'm going to try to keep it a little PG, not to get too spicy. Um, And where the other one, our best-selling product that has thousands of people on auto ship for it, it is absolute viral sensation is our true allure. And that is an oxytocin-based product. And what oxytocin does is it helps to build a rapport. It's the cuddle hormone. It's, you know, it's that same thing that's when you're um, breastfeeding your baby or you're hugging your partner, things like that. After 30 seconds, you release oxytocin. So this is a synthesized version of oxytocin that the wearer, which most of our customers who wear True Allure daily are people who maybe struggle with like social anxiety or they're in commission-based sales or the service industry, that they use that to kind of better connect with their customers and the people in their lives. Hmm. Okay. This is, I remember the first time I heard about what pheromones were. I was in my honors biology class. I think I was in the 10th grade and the teacher was saying that all of us have our own natural pheromone that has it a scent about it. Men have it, women have it, and it actually is an allure or an attraction of our own scent. It's not a perfume scent. It's not a BO scent. It's something all in of itself. And I remember just being fascinated by that. Like, how does that work? But of course, like biology and evolution of man, we are drawn to each other in that way. And so I'm curious how you got into this field. How did that become something that you thought, oh, I'm going to make a synthetic of this? Like, take us into that path. Like, how did that happen? Well, so in order to kind of know how I got to that point, um, we kind of have to know the couple of years leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And I had been married for my entire adult life. So I was married at 18. And at 29, The day after my 29th birthday, my then husband had told me that he didn't love me anymore and that um, he was going to move out within the next few weeks and that this was the end of our marriage as I knew it. So that was shocking. This was in 2020. So April of 2020 is the height of COVID. Right. Um, 
at that point, I had been working only to in coaching and consulting, and I was only working to make enough money um, seasonally to fund our son's acting career. So my son's an actor, and he would fly back and forth from um, Los Angeles and things like that. We would stay there for in-person auditions, and it's very expensive. So at that time, I'm thinking how am I going to, how am I going to coach other people right now when my life is in shambles? That was number one. And then also my stepdad was dying. And because of the COVID protocols, I was unable to see him. It literally felt like the whole entire world was on fire. Like nothing was looked the same anymore. I, I woke up feeling just confused on how this was me and how did I get to this point? And it was, um, it was traumatizing. My divorce was absolutely traumatizing for sure. So I did um, what any anyone would do, I guess, in that point where I'm staying home. So I cried for 73 days straight, Camille. Mm-hmm. I cried and I cried and I cried every single day. And on day 74, I woke up and I was like, I'm done. I'm done crying. It's time to pick up the pieces and uh, be the best mom I can be and figure out my new life. And so I started dating and getting on dating profiles and things like that, which again, I, I've been married since I was a teenager, so I had no clue about any of this. Um, and what was incredible about that time is that's when I got to tap into my tools that I used to give my coaching clients. So I would say, use your tools, use your tools. So I started working out. I started praying more, meditating, eating better, taking daily walks. And I found a tool in dating, which were pheromones. Mm. And I bought every single pheromone on Amazon that you could possibly buy. And I found something really interesting. And that was that all of them were either filled with cheap filler fragrances and they smelled kind of like Axe body spray or like, like a very cheap synthetic body spray or that I had to use a ton of them to kind of see and feel the difference. I mean, I had to just like layer and layer and layer it on. And um, in dating, I was playing around with like new makeup techniques and new ways of dressing and really like making a new name for myself and who I was. And I stepped into wearing more upscale perfumes. So I was like, I cannot wear this body spray and Tom Ford. You know what I mean? Like I can't layer those (laughs) together. So um, I sat at my mom's kitchen table and I said, you know, I really wish that they had some that were just the pheromones that were just going to be for the absolute strongest way I could make them. And that it was just pure pheromones, you know, diluted enough to be skin safe. And she was like, let's, did you do that? Like, what are you waiting for? And it was that day, my mom helped me and we called labs all over the world. We started that process and um, it would be much later that we would actually launch. But that was really the day that, that my whole world changed. Oh my gosh. I love that this stories like this, where there's a something lacking and you see that lack in the market and you just say, I'm going to do this thing. And the amount of bravery and also fear, like just not even knowing where to start. I think that's so amazing that you had that, but also that you had a support system there saying, well, why not? Why not you? Why not do that? And right. I feel like 
with so many interviews that I've done, you know, I'm getting close to 200 now. Those are the two things that I hear more than ever. It's the ability to be willing to fail, you know, that you don't know all the pieces and you're going to do it anyway. And then also having a support, someone there saying, you can do this and why not you? And I love that so much about you and your mom. Is that someone in your life who has given you support through your life? I would, I would guess so. Um, never like, yes, but never in this sense to that degree that it was such a pivotal moment. Mm. Um, so I thank her. She's actually like our number one on my team right now. She's at our warehouse right now, fulfilling orders. Like she is a huge part of our infrastructure and it's, it's been a gift because I remember back to those times and she actually did it twice. So that day was a pivotal moment because it's planted that seed and it got me used to like picking up the phone and making those calls and something that felt like you said, uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. that fear of failure and fear of like, who would care about this product line for me? How do I launch something and how, what's a minimum order quantity, like raw materials. I mean, it felt so overwhelming. And that was that initial kind of thing where she's just like, why not you? Right. You can, if anyone can do this, you can do this. And she saw something at that moment in me that I could not see at that point for myself. Oh my gosh. I love that. And speaking back to that place, I know that, that we talked about this before that I said, is it okay if we talk about divorce? And you said, absolutely. Which is something so many of us have gone through or have been through, or maybe will in the future. Can you tell us about maybe not the nitty gritty details, but the shock and the process of getting through that. And then also that, that place of being able to rise above that. Can you talk it through that? I mean, gosh, 2020, that year in and of itself, like the time that you, people thought the world was ending. Like, I can't even imagine literally your world was in a way, like you said, on, it was on fire. And then you have someone passing away and then a divorce. Those are major stressors all at once. How were you able to navigate through that? Yeah, I think when I come back to it, you know, we can mention that fear fear of failure in business all day long. But as a woman in America, as a Christian, as a, you know, all these layers of things, there's never been a big, bigger failure that I've had to navigate than feeling like I failed my family. Mm. Like I failed my son. Like I failed my then husband, like in, in some way, shape or form, like what could possibly have gone wrong and wrong and wrong to get to this point. And um, it's actually like when I say traumatizing, like I want people to hear this and know that it's okay. You can continue to move forward, but you can say that divorce was traumatizing. Like you can say that it brought you to a place that you didn't think was possible um, because I felt that so, so heavily. Um, It would, would have been what I considered my biggest failure in my life was to be a divorced mom, a single mom. That's what it felt like, Mm. you know? So it was a very, very tough thing to navigate. Um, But also without it, I wouldn't have the kind of impact that I'm having right now. And that is the basis of everything that I do and want to do in my future. So it has been a gift for sure. Yeah. I think that's interesting to look. I mean, in retrospect, things, it's 
a gift and a, that perspective of if this wouldn't have happened, it's that like butterfly wing effect of, but the, I mean, this is much bigger than a butterfly wing. This is like an earthquake in your whole life. But to be able to look back at that and say, I never would have known the influence impact difference I could have made. And not that that needs to happen to you, the listener, to make a difference. I mean, I think what's really beautiful about this is that you were able to rise up from something so devastating and find a new path that has brought so much opportunity, growth, and also confidence in so many people. Because a product like this, I hadn't even thought about the sales piece, but to help people in their business and their relationships, and especially with social anxieties, I think that that is so fascinating. So with, with getting the product ready and fulfilled, as we're jumping into that space, what was that process like for you? And how did you find manufacturing someone you could product that or trust that the product was actually legit and that it was a quality product that you could then share confidently? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it started in, in that like summer or early fall of 2020 sitting at my mom's kitchen table and because of that, we started the process of ordering samples and starting to, you know, kind of build relationships and a rapport with the different labs. Um, we ultimately decided that we wanted to stick with a U.S.-based lab. That was pretty important to us just because at this point, we're not only kind of venturing into something that kind of has like this weird stigma to it or this like outdated, uh, you know, information on it and things like that. But we also at the time I had started a job in, um, in sales in like furniture, upscale furniture sales. And so, and that was something I had never done before. I didn't even think I had, had like new furniture at that point ever in my life. I think everything we had was hand-me-downs at some point. Mm -hmm. um, so we started taking these and doing and using these samples and we did that for a long time. I'm talking at least a year and a half before we even decided on which lab to work with. I'm having, I'm getting these like efficacy reports and safety readings and things like that. And I'm having to like Google what the measurements mean and things like that. Cause I had no idea. It was like speaking a different language to me. Um, so at some point in, during all of this, I start dating my now husband, Devin. Mm -hmm. And Devin was in the military and he actually had a chemistry job in the military. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. So he was um, reluctant to say the least. He's like, this is fake. This isn't real. Like this isn't, there's the last, you know, science on oxytocin, um, you know, any scientific studies, things like that at that point. Now there has been a lot of new stuff now that helps us a lot. But um, at that point had been, you know, so far pre-COVID that he's like, nothing is saying this. And I was like, can you just try these samples at work? I need men to try these things too. Mm -hmm. So he started trying. Um, and within a week, Camille, he said, I don't have a lot in my savings, but I want in. And I, you can have my savings. You do with it what you need to do. And let's build this company. And he gave me all his money. <laughs> wow. So what, I mean, that's really fascinating. First of all, that you're, <laughs> that you find someone that just happens to know chemistry, like that's God's hand in, in the best way, in my opinion, 
where, you know, things like that happen and fall into place where like, that's weird, but is it, you know, like that, that happened for you? What is it in the product? Because I, I hear, I have heard skeptics that say, oh, this Mm -hmm. is phony. So how did he vet the product and how did he know, oh, this is legit. Like this really does what you want it to do. So in the same way that I like A-B test on emails, he, he, this is how different our brains are, right? I have to do it in that business way. <laughs> yeah. And he does it in that way. So he started testing it at work and he started wearing um, like our wild boy is what we call one of our products. And it is an attraction blend, but it for, for, you know, like straight men to wear to attract women. But what also happens in it is it helps men around other men wearing it kind of um, edify them and put them up and and have more of like a respect and revere. Mm-hmm. So what he was seeing, and I don't know how you know much you know about the military, but like the men in the military usually don't you know really give each other a ton of like accolades and like they don't pat each other on the back and say good job my boy. Like it's not really like that. Yeah. Um, but as he was wearing it, he was seeing that and he would wear it on some days, not wear it on other days, wear it on a day. He had to say, give a speech, wear it on a day, uh, not wear it on a day. He had to give it a speech and he would take notes and he was like, it was very clear. It was very clear to him, not only how he felt, but it, when he's reviewing his notes and thankfully what happened was he went based off of that, like gut intuition feeling of like, not only do I know I like this, but I know other people will like this too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course, at, you know, the, the joke is why would you give your husband, you know, your boyfriend uh, attraction blends, but I truly needed to see he's a pretty <laughs> shy man. So he would go to his little bookstores that he always goes to. And he was like, I cannot believe how many women went out of their way just to be like, oh, hey, can you hand me that book, even though they could have gotten it themselves? Or, you know, hey, I really like your shirt. And it's like a plain blue t-shirt, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said it was those little things that he could see. And once he could see it on paper, he knew he was feeling it. But once he could see it on paper, he's like, the science will catch up. The science is going to catch up. And he felt that deeply. And um, it's true. The science is definitely catching up just in the past like year or so. Um, we've seen more and more scientific studies using like oxytocin um, nasally or even oxytocin with um, children who have autism mm. and now, And that is like one of the most impactful things in, in my business is getting those testimonials. And when you have parents tell me that their, their children don't want to hug them. And when they wear this around them, their children are, are more touchy feely, like, it is wrecking wow. my soul in the best of ways, you know? Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, it's interesting. I think that so much of our social construct or communication relies on things we say, or even the tone of our voice or the way we hold our face. And those are things for children and adults on the spectrum that are hard to understand that it's something that they, the way that their brain works, they can't fully function that understanding of what those nuances are. So to be able to use that chemistry, that biology to break down some of those barriers is so beautiful. Yeah. And for the skeptics, like we always kind of say um, that we're the tool, not the rule, Mm. like that we know that some people and what the science is saying now is some people are more susceptible 
if they have, say, a deficiency in oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have a deficiency in oxytocin. And as far as like um, copulins, which are in our double take, which is more for attracting men. So a a woman would wear it to attract a man. Um, The copulins in that are the same things that mimic what happens when a woman is ovulating. And what's happening is there is uh, scientific studies that show that women who are like servers, they make more money when they're ovulating because they're letting off those signals and men end up tipping them more. Even if they're not attracted to them, there is that like kind of biological connection that says, let me help her in some way, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, I believe that. I was actually just reading. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually just reading about, um, I have an aura ring, which tracks temperature and, you know, the rhythms of your sleep and stress and all the different things. And it was talking about the, your cycle. And when you are, are ovulating and the different, how that affects the way that you are perceived just biologically. (laughs) So that's real. Like I, I totally believe that. Okay. Well, I'm going to shift the gears a little bit here because TikTok is a huge factor of growing your business and the timing of how you were able to market there and bring your product to life has been incredible to watch. And I know this because I, it's funny because you say, you didn't know who my, what my podcast was for years, but I have known about your product for years because at the time I was um, partnered with TikTok. And so I was contracted to create five more, five or more videos a week. And so I was on it very regularly. I was part of their like creator program in the beginning. And so I spent a lot of time there and I saw your videos coming through, you know, with people being out on dates or sniffing the neck and, you know, at the bar or whatever the vibe was. And I was like, what is this? So tell me more about how you have utilized TikTok, how you were able to use it so strategically and how that's impacted your business. Hey, did you hear the news? 60 days to VA is no longer something you have to wait for to enroll. I'm actually starting to bring on students one by one. It's a very personal interaction where I do a discovery call with you to see if 60 days to VA is a good fit for you. Because in the end, on the flip side of things, I'm starting to do matchmaking with CEOs who are looking to hire virtual assistants. So if that's something that you feel like is a good fit for you, you want to become your own boss and start a business that you can do on your terms and with your schedule. So you can spend that purposeful time with your kids, reach out to me. You can book your time at CamilleWalker.co. Or you can DM me at CamilleWalker.co or call me CEO podcast, and we can set up a time to chat. I can't wait to talk with you. Okay. Well, Camille, I want to tell this story and I want to put this, I want to plant the seed in every woman who is listening to this right now. And even if they can't see it, that there is a sea of opportunity, not just on TikTok, but as the internet as a whole. And every time we discount ourselves and what the type of impact we can have, uh, or, you know, that kind of feeling of like, oh, I only got 200 views. I have completely shifted to that 200 views is 200 people who are knocking on my door. Mm. That's how I think of TikTok now. I don't let the algorithm scare me, but it has been the biggest blessing that I could ever, ever, ever have. Um, In October of 2022, so I want to preface with this. The reason why I said, I mentioned this earlier that my mom had two pivotal moments for us. 
even though we were testing these products and we had uh, done all of that, we never did launch. Even with Devin on board, even with my savings on board as a single mom, things like that, we never did launch. And what ended up happening was Devin was uh, a state employee for the Louisiana National Guard, and they had a temporary layoff. And my mom took us to lunch and she said, there has never been a better time than right now. Mm -hmm. What is it going to take for y'all to launch this business? And we were like, you know what? You're right. Well, at that moment, at that coffee shop, we ended up um, purchasing all the raw materials right then and there that we would need for our first 300 runs. So 100 units of each of our products. Um, We did that. The next week, he got his job back. So they ended up saying everyone else is still laid off, but we actually need you back. So he went back to work. And I'm like, at this point, we just spent all of our money. Like, you know, like we have to make this work. So on October 3rd, we decided to launch. November 3rd, so just exactly a month later, we went viral for the first time and did $140,000 in sales. Oh, so we, we immediately gosh. sold out and then we, we hurried up, put it on. It actually took us about 12, 14 hours to figure out how to do a pre-sale. We set up pre-sale and then immediately sold $140,000 with the product. It was oh crazy. Oh my gosh. Were you freaking out? Like, first was of all, what, I? what was the, how often had you been posting? Cause if it had just, you just started posting and it was like, and then what was the video? And I just have so many questions. I'm like, tell yeah, me everything. So, okay, what was it? For sure. So like I said, we had spent all of our money on raw materials. Um, yeah. And at that point we didn't even have, I think it was two days before we went viral. We finally put product pictures on the website before that for the whole month we only had moons pictures of moons on it as like placeholders okay and um it it still blows my mind that this was like our life right so um i sent out three boxes to influencers who mm-hmm. didn't really consider them influencers but i saw their influence right mm. and i sent out three boxes um, none of them responded. None of them said anything, but that's literally the only products like I could afford to give everything else we had to sell. And, um, I started posting, uh, like teasers kind of like you did in the first one, like what could come, Oh, something's going to come and it's going to change the game and it's going to change the world. And, um, we would get one, maybe one order a day, usually from like, someone who already followed me. I had a little bit of a following. I mean, like maybe 15,000 followers at that point. So, um, and on TikTok, that's like equivalent to like, you know, a thousand followers on Instagram. Like it doesn't equal the same thing anymore. You know? <laughs> um, so maybe every day we'd get one order and every day I would bring that order to uh, the post office. And I would thank God, I would literally sit there and imagine the day when I would be rolling in just hundreds or thousands of boxes in there. And I would just be so excited with that one order. And it turns out on November 3rd, um, a creator named Jenna Canella, who actually is launching or she is starring in a TV show that comes out next week about TikTok cyber sleuths meaning those who are helping solve cases on murders and things. So just shout out Jenna. 
But Jenna Canella made a post and she's like, I don't know what happened. I thought, and she's recording this and she's talking to the camera and she's like, I thought this was a stupid perfume because True Allure is unscented. And she's mm -hmm. like, I thought this like perfume was like the worst perfume ever. I didn't read the box. I didn't read anything. But I went and she walked us through her day. I stopped at the gas station. I stopped at my kid's school. I did this. I did that. And every single place she went, someone like made it a part of their day to like reach out to her and be like, hey, you know what? Like, let me buy your drink for you. Or, hey, you know, you, there's something different about you today. And so she's like, it had to be this stupid perfume that doesn't smell like anything. And she looks <laughs> at it, sees it's a pheromone, makes the post goes on with her life. And within 10 minutes, we sold out of 300, all 300 bottles. Oh, my and gosh. And then after that, it went crazy. So, so that, that I mean, first going viral. that's so interesting to me, because one, it was an organic share, which obviously, that's going to be the best ever, especially if it's an audience that trusts the person sharing it. So that was like, really lucky, you know, that that happened. And yeah. so cool. Cause she, you didn't send it to her, right? She bought it herself. No, I did. So she was, one Oh, of you the did send it to her. That I had okay. To okay. So that to. was strategy. Yeah. Okay. Good on you then. That's, that's even yeah. better. So I'm, what is interesting too, is that the problem is, Oh shoot, who's going to buy this. And now your problem is, Oh shoot. How are we going to keep up with this? How did you go from, you know, that one onesie twosies to now massive orders? So I, it is a Thursday that it happened. I was, um, uh, I went to work. I skipped work the next day. I had to go back to work on Saturday. I'm in furniture sales at this point. By Saturday, it was actually our busiest day. So it took time. And, and when I say to get traction, no, it didn't. Like I was still selling hundreds an hour at that point. But by the time Saturday came, it was out of the world. And I had to tell the people around me because my face was like stressed. Like I could not concentrate on work at all. My phone, I had to turn it off because it was, it was killing the battery on my phone, like oh my everything. Gosh. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And so I just break down crying. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Is this a one-off thing? Like, do I quit my job over this? I'm a single mom. Like at this point, you know, we, I wasn't engaged or living with my boyfriend yet. So I'm like, what do I do? I'm so overwhelmed. What if I can't get enough bottles in on time? What if I can't, you know, the what ifs were times a thousand. So I left work early. I said I was about to have a panic attack. I needed to go home. I turned my phone off and I just got to work and I just fulfilled orders. And I just like sat down, did all the things. And by the next day I texted my boss and I was like, I cannot work anymore. Like I can't, I think once it hit like a hundred thousand dollars, I think that was like my threshold that I was like, <laughs> you're like, okay, you know good. what? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll figure it out. <laughs> Everything else can wait. Um, so that was the, the very first time. And because of that, all of my videos, my personal videos about my products started going viral because at that mm -hmm. point people were now searching for it. And I was the only one talking about it to look at as a reference. So yeah, it with the hashtags and everything. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. It's like making me so happy. Tell me, let's get into the logistics a little bit, just for someone who's thinking maybe they have a product in mind, something on the shelf, but they're like, logistically, what does this look like? Like, how are you fulfilling orders? What websites are you using? How are you 
like mailing boxing products? Did you have a big team that you were hiring? Like what were the logistics of getting from conception to now, oh, I have to fulfill these orders? Yeah. So like Uline was extremely important in the beginning for us because they have, um, bless you, they have 30 day terms. So being able to have that cash flow and utilize that, um, like I said, we went so crazy viral that actually like Shopify, our bank, things like that. They were like, is something wrong? Like they didn't know like what was actually happening. So it actually took us about two weeks to actually get any money in. So I was cash fronting all of the shipping at that Mm. point because Mm -hmm. Shopify was not paying us because they were scared something went wrong or like it was like making sure that we were legit and going to send out the products, you know? Yeah. So um, that was very challenging. So we had to navigate um, all of that and it was a nightmare, but we got through it. So we, like I said, we utilized Uline for everything. I mean, our shipping labels, our packing tape, our actual boxes, we tried to use Uline as much as possible because of their terms. Um, And then as far as getting the raw materials, that was another tricky thing. We kind of just had to decide like, okay, like let's trend forecast. Most of these people are wanting the true allure. So let's use the money for the most part for the true allure. And then when some of the money actually clears, we can buy the other raw materials for the other products. Um, It went so fast and it was so crazy and it taught me so, so much. Um, I think the number one thing, if you have a product idea though, is to say like, what would you want your product to be different and write that down as like almost like a, a little list, a to-do list. And when you're talking to suppliers or labs, if you're doing something like I did, um, say, how do we make this happen? So for me, it was saying, how do I make sure that I'm getting, you know, skin safe, but also the strongest I can, you know, possibly get as far as oxytocin levels and things like that. And they actually discouraged me. They actually Mm. told me, you don't want to do that. You want to go much less oxytocin because oxytocin is so expensive. You want to go much less and, you know, dilute dilute it way more. And I'm like, well, if I wanted to do that, then I wouldn't have the business that I want to have. You know what I mean? Like that was the whole point was to be different. So even Mm, if that meant my product had to cost a little more. Well, yeah, it's that quality. That's when there's a difference and that people can see that. So now that it's going viral, people are starting to share, was this, I'm imagining, because if the TikTok family has captured this and it's going viral, and I'm guessing many of you, if you are TikTok people have seen this, do you feel like people started sharing more organically or how were you able, like, what was the step then of continual promotion? Were you sending it out to more influencers? Were you leaning more on organic or what did that look like? We tried everything. So this was like, basically like getting thrown into um, not just having like a side hustle, but being a business owner and now being a CEO. And they're all Mm -hmm. such different levels of organizing things. Um, So to get kind of thrown into the wolves like that, we started testing out everything we could. So we did some paid influencer marketing, didn't love it. We did some, um, those like, um, I don't want to give it cause I had not a, such a great experience with them, but, um, kind of like a, 
influencer marketing platform that's very popular. Um, that was a big another waste of money. Um, mm. We have failed a lot. Like there's been a lot. We've done over a million dollars in revenue since our inception, which was what, 16, 17 months ago. But which sounds like it felt like forever ago, but it really wasn't. 16, um, 17 months ago and a million in yes. sales. Oh my gosh, that's yes. amazing. So we had to learn everything like email, SEO, all these things. So we we dipped our toes into everything. Yeah. But at the core of it, now this was pre-TikTok shop and, and there has been a complete shift in how you market things now that TikTok shop is there. Um, but what we found was to edify and really um, just love on the creators who actually purchased from us and were genuinely excited. We can know at this point that about 7.9 out of 10 people love our products. Okay. The other two don't get it or they hate it. And I have had to take that. That in the beginning was very difficult for me being plummeted into the spotlight in that way of hearing people who didn't like it. Um, mm. It hurt my feelings. It still hurts my feelings sometimes. I'm like, no, you didn't use it enough or no, you know. Um, so we've had to like pivot our education and and make sure everything on the website really says like this is not a perfume. This yeah. is not going to smell like you want it to smell, you know. Um, this is to layer with the perfume you already love. Um, that was really, really difficult. But at this point, we're in a unique position because now we have a partnership with free people. Mm-hmm. So that has shifted, um, like I had said, going from business owner to CEO. That was a huge shift because now we're navigating you know, their purchase orders, um, you know, their payment terms, things like that while simultaneously still having our online direct-to-consumer and then also TikTok shop. And those are all three like speaking different languages. And we're a small team. So it's been very, very difficult. It it brings me back to that first month when we were trying to navigate cash flow and and how to navigate all of those crazy things, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about TikTok shop. Was it now that that is available and if you're not familiar on TikTok shop you can actually anyone i think is it anyone or you have to have like 10,000 views within the past i can't remember i, I do like, think there's um to make money i think you there are some like specific guidelines it's like 100,000 likes and 10,000 views in the past month i don't know i might be saying that totally wrong but that means that you don't have to go through and filter who and who cannot promote your product they can kind of go in and choose. Is that right? Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, If they already have purchased it, they can, at this point, we very rarely send out like um, any type of promotional marketing or anything, just because we see and know that due to the nature of our products, we need people who get us and understand us. Otherwise Mm -hmm. they put like crazy videos, like, like, it's very obviously fake or something like that. And it's like people just like sniffing all over them. And like, that's not actually who we are. That might be other companies and like what they want to portray. But like we, you know, have like an experience. We want everyone to know we're a tool 
It's not the rule. Not every time you go someplace, somebody's going to be like necessarily interested. They still might be tired or stressed out and keep it to themselves if they think you look interesting, you know? Um, But with TikTok shop, what that has allowed is almost everyone to become an influencer. And I, when I say that, a lot of people are like, yeah, that's the downfall of it. And I'm like, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It is giving every single person a platform to share what they like or don't like and why they like it and don't like it and whether they have influence over four people and that's just their family members or 400 people, 4,000 people that they are able to use this and get a small commission um, sharing what they love. And I actually love that. Yeah. I I think it's brilliant. I do too. Okay. So free people. Oh my gosh. Kate, let's talk about that. Cause when I saw you had that partnership, I'm like game over. Like that is such a high, highly respected brand. Once you get the stamp of a brand like that, it's so much the path of other companies or brands wanting to partner with you is way greater. So how did that happen? And what was that like that process of getting to that, that call or what, however it happened? It's just, Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's from sharing. It's from TikTok. Um, they said when they got us on the phone, they basically told me that they found us because of a silly video that I had made, um, sharing a story time from a customer. And in that video, which was made months ago, they were sent it the best friend of the senior buyer or a junior buyer got sent to it, um, by their best friend. And that they started looking at other pheromone companies um, during about a three-month, four-month time period. And that they ultimately saw that we did things differently and that Mm. they wanted to align with us. So um, it was the easiest phone call I've ever had to have in business. They talked like you and I are talking right now. It was very relaxed. It was very um, engaging. And they were very excited to be and have an exclusive pheromone partner. Um, it meant the world to me. I didn't know what I was getting into at, at all. Still still barely do, but we're learning every day. Um, we launched December 28th, and three days later, we um, sold out with them. So their initial purchase order. So they put us on pre-order. And now we've since had, so what, it's been exactly a month or something, and we've had to fulfill three purchase orders with them in the last month. So um, it has been insanity. Now they've done an interview with me. Um, Their customers are obsessed and they're so excited. And um, we've had to do a lot of education with them too. Like, Hey, don't call this a perfume. I see Mm -hmm. you have a title, the perfume. You're going to have some disappointed people when they see that this one's unscented or this one smells a little musk, you know, like, make sure we're, we're on the same page, but they have been, they're a champion for our brand, for sure. They want to work with us and collaborate with us as we continue to grow. So it's super exciting. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. So obviously you need to grow your team. What does that look like right now? Are you now that the production, you're probably right in the middle of this. So we need to do a follow-up in like months down the road, but what does that look like as far as your goals for growth or growing your team? Like what, what's next for that? Yeah, we're trying to kind of see like what that means for us right now. Like you said, um, it's kind of taking a look at like, what are the biggest issues that we're having? Um, We have brought on um, one part of our team that has been absolutely integral 
has been um, a, her name's Zoe, and she came on as a intern, and now she is going to completely do uh, all of our VA tasks. Mm -hmm. So she will get a paid position um, within our company now, and she has just like helped bring it all together. We didn't have time to really solidify our messaging, our colors, and things like that as a brand. So actually hiring um, that out has been super helpful. And we're starting to just now dish that out as we go on. Um, but as far as like the actual framework, I do think that if we continue on this trajectory, we're going to need to bring on someone who is very well versed in, you know, purchase orders and, and being a vendor for large corporations and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so incredible. As far as people that are listening to this journey that you've been through and, and it, your story is so beautifully developed as well as so fast. Like it's just like catching our breath. What advice would you have for someone who finds themselves wanting to start a new business or has started a new business? What is your best advice for them? Um, I want to say that it's not something like it's, it's a little woo woo in this, mm -hmm. but doing exercises that continue to help you to think bigger and think of possibilities. I think that oftentimes um, before I saw this level of success, it's because I couldn't see myself there or I didn't think it was possible to happen fast, things like that. But kind of bringing myself back to those original days um, before we went, you know, the three weeks before we went viral the first time was sitting in that parking lot and just being simultaneously so grateful, thanking God exactly for where I was to physically go drop that off was a gift, but also knowing, envisioning myself that I was going to have thousands of orders going out a day at some point. And I just knew it with all my heart and soul. Mm. I think practicing that and making that a regular part of what you do is so important. And even like with free people, we have said no to so many smaller um, wholesale accounts. And the reason was, is because I knew that we, I knew by practicing that thought that we would get in with a bigger company and that that would be, um, a heck of a hard launch, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. I know from watching your TikTok videos that manifestation is a big part of your practice of what you do and and developing these thoughts. Is there a daily practice that you do or what are some, maybe some ideas that you could share around that? Because I know that you're very passionate about that. Yeah, I think just stepping into that, um, I think my, if I could have a daily practice, it would be asking myself each day, like, who did I want to be today? Like, how do I want to show up in the world? And the more I continue to say, I want to show up as a present mom and CEO or a present wife and CEO or an adventurer or whatever it is for that day, like taking that and stepping into it in my mind first and then letting the day play out like that is, is a huge part of it. I mean, I do it all. Um, I tap into, you know, vision boards. I tap into um, the uh, affirmations. I think that has been massive. And I think really what affirmations are is a way to fight your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you can see, if you can affirm, like, what's something you want to manifest right now, Camille? We'll do a little shift. Oh, let's see. What do I want to manifest? 
For me, I right now I'm really working on bringing in more coaching clients for helping them to build their business and also create a healthier life balance at, at home and with their business. So mm-hmm. probably bringing in more clients would be what I am pushing for. Yeah. And those like juicy soulmate clients that get yes. you and love you and, you know, value what you bring to the table. So that would be one of those things that I would say, um, like, I love how many people are coming to me right now for coaching. Like, I love that my dream clients are coming to me right now for coaching. I love that I have to put people on a wait list for my coaching because so many people see and value and love what I do and the impact I have on the world. And I would literally riff that over and over and over again. But the most important part is what happens in your head once you start doing that. Are you fighting it? Are you saying that's not going to happen this quickly? Or I don't have any people in the pipeline right now or whatever it may be. Um, See what's coming up. So that way you can continue to fight your brain on that and say, no, absolutely not. I'm actually brilliant. I bring a lot to the table. I've helped clients shift this, 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 and this way. I'm helping change people's lives by coaching them to have a new income and be able to be better parents for and show up in the world better for themselves. And you fight it by affirming what you actually want. I think that is a, a, a superpower. It is that anyone can use, you know? I agree with you. That, even as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's I a riff. You know? A lot of times we're our own worst enemy when it comes to, if you do not believe it yourself, how could you bring it to fruition? Because something has to be a thought before it beca- can become a thing. And energy is so impactful exactly. that way. So I, I fully believe that. We haven't touched on your parenting at all yet. But I am sure with your son at the age that he is, he is probably so psyched for you. Was Has this been so fun for him to watch? What has the dynamic been like with him? So it was a very um, interesting dynamic because we were so close as a family unit when um, I was with his dad. So the divorce was equally as traumatizing to him, mm. mostly because of his age too. Yeah. You know, he was 11, 12, like mm-hmm. that was a tough age already. Um, but to have that kind of like added layer stress and with the, with the death of my stepdad, who was his grandfather, things like that. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a struggle. So this has been an enjoyment for him too, because, and in a way, maybe like taken away from him a little because like I said, everything I gave before was ultimately for his dreams. And Mm -hmm. so now we've had to step aside and say like, Hey, I have dreams too. And now, you know, now that he's a little more mature and things like that, it's definitely like an excitement thing. And like, he'll say like, Oh, I know you're going to have a good spring this year, mom. I can feel it. Like I prayed for, (laughs) for your, you know, Q2 or he calls it, you know, spring and things like that. Um, but ultimately, we have lots of conversations on how and why I show up the way I do is because I got to watch him follow his dreams in acting and that things can be easier. He he actually is the reason why my mind has been so malleable and um, able to like think bigger is because even when he was six years old, uh, well, he was actually five, and he said he wanted to do um, commercials. He wanted to do toy commercials. He said he wanted to be on TV and play with toys on TV. And I was like, you can't just wake up and be an actor. It doesn't, it's not that easy. Turns out it's not that easy, but his very first thing he booked as an actor was playing Matthew McConaughey's son in a feature film. 
Like he literally changed my life by thinking like, why don't I just think like with that childlike faith, right? Like, okay, why not? Why can't you just wake up and be an actor? Why can't I just wake up and, you know, have amazing things happen to me? Like they're going to happen to someone. Why not me? You know? Yes. The quote that comes to my mind right now is the ones who think they can change are crazy enough to change the world are the ones that actually do. Who said that? I can't remember, but that's just the quote that keeps coming to my mind. I I think it was Steve Jobs, but I don't know. I don't know if that's who it was. But I think that that's true. That when we think about, well, why not me? And that faith of putting yourself in the place. Uh, One thing that I've heard that really rings true to me and has rung true to many people that that I've coached or helped is that oftentimes it's not that you have the wrong offer. It's that you're in front of the wrong group of people, that your audience is not the right audience yet. And so finding that audience or putting the steps in place to be in front of the audience or that phone call or that email or that networking event, whatever the thing is, you need to be in front of the right people, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what you were able to do. And I think that that is so cool. Well, as we're wrapping this up, I want to ask you everyone in 2024, this is a new question that I'm asking. I want to know what you're reading, what you're watching, or what you're listening to top three. It can be favorite of all time. It could be right now, but this is a fun one that I'd love to share. So I actually wrote it down. I was excited about this question the most, and I didn't want to like forget it and have like a brain, you know brain fart there but okay what I'm watching right now is the traders on peacock and I am a firm believer that when you are like so in the thick of it and work it is completely okay to have like something just mindless and silly that you have a point of time for so the traders it is a reality slash game show and it's so funny and I love it. So we are heavy on the traders right now. Fun. I can't wait to check it out. And then number two, I am obsessed right now with the busy brain cure. It just came out mm. um, at the beginning of this month. I'm actually on my second time listening to it. So I can make sure I absorb it. I have a physical copy of the book and I'm listening to it on audible. I have ADHD. So I have to listen to everything at like 1.5 or 1.2, you know, (laughs) while you're also um, in the shower and shaving your legs and (laughs) ideally, yes. If I want to, if I want to know what's going on, yeah, I need to be doing at least two or three more things. Um, So the busy brain here, it's by Dr. Romy Mushtaq and it, it's called the eight week plan for focus, anxiety, and sleep. Mm. And I obsessed with it. It it's her storytelling is amazing. The way she's helping to break down and give you those tools. I feel like it is empowering me to not get burnout. And that is so important to me. I never want to lose my passion and that drive to wake up every day. And if I feel like I am, I'm using this as like my tool book for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love it. I actually like, I hope you, you two can get connected. I think you would love her. Well, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to download it right now. We'll put it in the link in the show notes as well. Yes. It's amazing. And she's just brilliant and precious. But, um, and then the third thing is another kind of one of those things. I don't want to say it's mindless, but again, it's kind of taking me out of that fact that like, not everything I do has to revolve around like 
um, being better in business and like mm. challenging myself in that way. But it's, I got another Peloton. And so in 2020, when I was making all those shifts and changes, I had a Peloton. I ended up moving to a smaller place and got rid of it, but I got my Peloton back and I am back to move in my body. And that is helping me show up as a CEO, just so much better. So team Peloton all the way. <laughs> Ooh, that's been on my list that I'm like, when I really like it, I would for sure need to get a better seat than the one it comes with. Cause I'm worried about my behind you get used being to sore. It. You'll get used to it, you get it, used will. To it. for the first week. It totally will, but you'll get used to it. And then you'll be like, wow, I can't believe that I ever felt better, <laughs> you know? Than okay. That so for Peloton lovers, I know everyone has like their favorite teacher. Who's your favorite teacher or class? Alex Toussaint. He is hard and I am nowhere near that advanced, but I'll do his 20 minute class and I will be dying, drenched in sweat. So good. Um, you, you know, you said Peloton's on your wish list and aura ring. I, I keep looking every time you would say it next to me is my, my list of things that I want to get. And I am like a very, uh, gamification girl. Mm -hmm. So in my sales goals, I have something different on every layer. And right now I have my aura ring. If I hit a certain point in, you know, in sales and I'm like, can't wait to get my aura ring. Oh, I love that. I do gamification with my goals too. I love that you do that because we, when we were paying down our house and paid our house off, we had like, a. I just told my husband, he's a CPA financial guy. And very, he checks into like our savings and, you know, investments. He checks it every day. But for me, I'm like, okay, but I want something I can like check off like the boxes of however yes. many thousands or whatever. And so we did, we printed it out. We put it in our closet and every time we got, you know, 5,000 down, we'd mark it off and then have a prize. I mean, the prize at the end was paying it off with this scenario. But but how exciting is that? Totally. Like I love, it was so it all fun. In. I love that. Yes, I do too. And I think that if you're, if you have a goal in mind, think of a way to gamify it or to make it visual, because when you have it in front of you and you're looking at it every day, it makes it so much more impactful. I think for our minds, it's all about that, that mind mapping, right. Of keeping our eye on the yes. target. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you forever. So I feel like we need to do a follow-up in six months or a year because you are just Absolutely. on this racehorse that I'm like, wait, keep up. Tell me what's happening. <laughs> it's been so fun Absolutely. to hear your story. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, well, tell everyone where they can find you online and also support you on TikTok and different social medias and we'll make sure to link below as well. Yeah. So if you want to follow 11th house, it's going to be at 11th.haus. So 11th.house, but the H-A-U-S. And then if you want to follow me, I will give you a warning. I'm kind of spicy. I'm kind of silly. Uh, my stories are definitely all over the place. So if you're looking for somebody who's like that girl that's extremely um professional i'm probably not your girl to follow <laughs> you're way fun uh, to follow but, <laughs> i love it but it, you know what i say i say that who you are on tiktok who you are on instagram and who you are on facebook they're all you but they're all different parts of you true and so if you're following me on any personal uh platform it's going to be at v like at victoria so spicy 
So, um, cause that's how that's, that's my avatar. I stepped into after my divorce. So I love it. Hey, you know, Beyonce is Sasha Fierce when she gets on stage. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you again, everyone who tuned in this week, make sure that you are subscribed. Any comment review or share helps our show so much to let other women know mothers who are creating incredible businesses and inspired by people like Victoria. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you are looking for coaching and wanting to level up your business as well as grow your team, that is what I love to do. I help moms in life and business balance, which balance is all about season. What does that look like for you? And is it time to hire an assistant? Is it time to open that podcast, release that course? What does it look like? I am here to help. You can reach out to me at Camille at CamilleWalker.co or you could reach out to me on Instagram at CamilleWalker.co. Hey, CEOs, thank you so much for spending your time with me. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, please let me know in a comment and a five-star review. You could have the chance of being a featured review on an upcoming episode. Continue the conversation on Instagram at Call Me CEO Podcast. And remember, you are the boss.